Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey, hey, welcome back. Here we are at Trade Show University. If you've got a trade show coming up, you've got a conference, an expo coming up, you're in the right place. You know it. You know it. I'm Jim Sturbeck, your host. Really excited that you are here today because I know you're learning. I know you're striving to get better, so I, I appreciate that. I never take this time gr for granted. I never take you for granted. I appreciate any comments, any questions that you send in. Keep them coming. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Jim Cermak on LinkedIn, as well as you could just send me an email, jim at tradeshowu.biz. That's jim at tradeshow, the letter U.B.I.Z. A lot of times we talk about everything we're doing at the show, right? And which is so important. But also, how about that leading up to the show? It could be so complex, it could be so stressful. And I have on a guest that's going to be talking about how to make that a little bit simpler. He's got some great tools, uh, tools for show organizers to help the, ex the exhibitors make their time a little less stressful. His name is Adam Jones, and he is the CEO of FAIR. So we will be diving into his episode in just a minute, but I want to share a tip with you. And this is tip number 14 of my top 52 trade show tips, and that is always be smiling. Always be smiling. People are drawn to someone smiling versus someone who isn't. And even in the times of COVID, if you're wearing a mask, people can tell if you're smiling. It blows me away how many times I'll be walking down a trade show aisle and I will look at these exhibits and see a good portion of the booth workers that are just standing there not smiling at anybody. If I want to walk up to somebody, it's going to be somebody who's smiling. <laughs> I want to talk to someone who's happy, not someone who's frowning or just looks like they're not wanting to be there. And I know this is tough as you get through the show, but you've got to make it an effort to be smiling. So that's tip number 14 of my top 52. Would you like to get all 52? Then all you have to do is sign up for my email newsletter. Go to tradeshowu.biz, tradeshowletteru.biz, right on the homepage. Drop your email address, and you will automatically get all 52 trade show tips sent to you immediately. So do not miss out on that. And each week, you will get another tip in the email newsletter, as well as a lot of other great information. So go over to the website and do that. And now it's time. It's time. Let's jump into the interview with Adam Jones. Welcome back, everybody. Really excited to introduce you to someone who, he's got a great tool, a great product that is going to be extremely helpful for exhibitors out there as well as show planners and organizers. My guest is Adam Jones. He is the CEO of FAIR. Adam is a highly respected and multi-award winning event professional and has been at the forefront of innovation in the sector since 2003, providing cutting edge event technology through his company, Show Plans. Also as the director of digital products at Freeman 
and now is the CEO of OpsTech Leader Fair. Adam, welcome to Trade Show University. Say hello to our all of our event professionals out there. Hello, everybody. Uh, hi, Jim. Thank you for the great introduction. Absolutely. I mean, you've you've had a, an amazing career so far, and and I know that you're just getting ready to to take off with what you're doing at Fair. First of all, you got to explain the name Fair, and it's not spelled how people probably think it is. Yeah, it, it actually it comes from my my Welsh roots. Fair is actually marketplace. We built a marketplace, and it had such great connotations. Fair is in kind, fair is in trade fair, so it just fits. So many names, trying all different Latin names and <laughs> trying to get too funky. And I thought, oh, I'll try it in Welsh and see what comes out. And yeah, perfect fit. Perfect. Wow. Wow. And well, I'll, at the end, we'll have you tell people a little bit more about what you're doing at FAIR. But right now, I mean, FAIR came out of, you saw a need in the, in the events industry, in the trade show marketplace for exhibitors to make their pre-event experience a little bit easier a little bit easier. So what do you what did you see out there that ex exhibitors were experiencing that made it difficult to plan for a big event? So it wasn't so much seeing it, it was it was well, seeing it firsthand because I, yeah. I like to exhibit, I like to practice what we preach. And I and I believe in exhibitions being the right platform to sell. I think it's it's almost guaranteed sales when you go to an exhibition. But I got frustrated, I got confused, and I've been in this industry for for almost 20 years wow and if i'm if i'm getting confused what are other people that don't even understand our weird terminology our weird abbreviations <laughs> so absolutely i i had to come up with a solution that that solved my own frustrations and i think i'm, I'm not one of these kind of people that puts up with frustrations i i tackle it head on if i get frustrated with something i'll find a solution to it but it's amazing how many people put up with bad experiences that just take it as part of part of the day-to-day -day, really yeah i think i and i agree with you 100 percent. i think a lot of people that come in are thrown into a role of oh, okay by the way jim you're responsible for our trade show <laughs> and they've maybe have maybe they're head of marketing and they've never done anything like a trade show before but they've been they've done advertising they've done they put together their their website and things like that and they're branding the social media but to put together a an exhibit whether it's virtual or live is a completely different experience and different animal and you've got to you've got to know what you're doing and that's why I think a lot of companies leave money on the table by by getting frustrated and not doing things the right way. So the, the some of the solutions that that you're you're thinking of, what are what are some of the solutions that uh, you want to see happening in the marketplace? So so the two the two ideas that we brought to brought to the industry were my frustration with not understanding what my requirements were, what I what I was required to do. It, Everything mm -hmm. was disjointed. I had things to do for some people, other things to do for others. And there wasn't this consolidated idea of what I needed to complete. So that being my frustration, what I wanted to do was actually build a task list. So as an exhibitor, yes, I've got work to do. I'm, I'm ready for that. Mm -hmm. But knowing how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, those are the key really important things. And I think most exhibitors are happy to do what we need them to do as show organizers. But it's 
it's kind of finding what's what's and then the other frustration for me was and, and this is a slightly bigger problem in in europe is that our landscape is much more fragmented so you have a carpet provider you have a lighting provider you have a power provider and all of these different things you need to go to each individual supplier separately to buy from those suppliers and that was a big frustration for me because it took me all day to order the kit for my my stand my booth sure. um and actually just wasted a lot of my time so what we did with fair was built a marketplace where the show organizer could invite their trusted suppliers in and then giving that experience to the exhibitor where they can have the amazon style single payment so i pay once it distributes the payments to five different people and i've just saved four or five hours and a lot less a lot of hassle so those are really the pre-show things that are difficult and it, i kind of liken it to there's no other point where you buy problems you buy a car you get in your car you drive your car you don't expect to have all of this red tape and right. difficult scenarios after you purchase so we've got to go through those because there's a lot of things that you need to understand risk assessments and, and structural calculations all these complex things we have to deliver them but making it easier to deliver them is, is really key Absolutely. So for all the show organizers listening, uh, try to make it think of your exhibitors and try to make it as simple as possible for you, for them. And you bring up a good point. I know in the in the U.S., it's all I've known. I've never done a show outside of the U.S., but typically we have a show host that that does provide more of a marketplace type of uh of scenario but there's still a lot of shows maybe some of the smaller shows that don't have that and they've got to go out and they've got to shop so adam brought up a great point for everyone listening put together a task list for yourself try and figure out what is it all that i need to do especially if you're brand new at this if you're in a, someone who is just there you're going and doing your first show or maybe you've exhibited before but you've never been the person responsible for doing it put together a task list reach out to your show organizer the the host uh show planner company and say what do i need to do <laughs> what is all the stuff that i've got to do and i want to make sure because i me as jim the the show host here i want to make sure you don't show up at the the trade show expecting to see carpet and you're the booth is the only one without carpet <laughs> and and your people are stuck standing on a cement floor for three days which uh, i have seen happen and people going i didn't know i had to order that <laughs> so so you you are adam you are, are doing a, a fantastic service of being able to bring these these suppliers together to make it simple for everybody who is exhibiting at these shows there's uh there's an old saying in in the development world which is don't make me think so you have to create yeah. the tools in a way that someone doesn't have to think about using it they don't have to think about what they need to do if you make it simple enough they, they can just get on and, and do it absolutely what is what is some of the some of the hurdles that the show show planners and organizers uh, are going through what are what are the, some of the things that they are challenged with today that that you feel really needs to be addressed i think in in the operational running of events it's, it's very difficult it's very onerous so things like chasing exhibitors for information yes they they need to try and get this information out to the exhibitor but the 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 least efficient way of doing that is calling them up emailing them individually so it's a really 
tough job for operations team and especially at the moment because regulations are, have increased covid regulations have been added onto the pile of regulations that the show organizer has to consider so being able to automate that process is key and that's again something that we do with with fair is if someone has a task to complete, if an, an exhibitor has a task to complete, the system will automatically notify them that they need to complete it. So that takes the work off the show organizer chasing. And that is a big part of a lot of show organizers days is just picking up the phone and chasing people for stuff. We can take some of that away. They can focus on even more exciting things and making their event more of an experience. So. Yeah, there's uh, like you know, like you said, I think we were talking before we got on here, is as an exhibitor, someone who's exhibited at way more, uh, way more trade shows than I'd ever care to admit. A lot of times we sign up, we sign that dotted line, we pay for the the booth space, and then it's this big ball of confusion, and we don't know where to go to to get the answers. And and uh, sometimes, you know, there's many shows that are great and have people that are ready to to answer questions, but a lot of times we just don't know the the right questions to ask. We're just kind of flustered and frustrated, and and need need that that place to go to. So I think that having this this type of marketplace is a win-win on both sides from a from a show organizer and I, it would make me a happier exhibitor if i knew that everything i could access and, and was right there and that i had i had all the information i needed at my fingertips yeah and it, it, it's an interesting one because no one's ever going to tell you as an exhibitor that you've got a ton of work to do when you buy this space. They right. just sell you the dream. Yeah, you just turn up, you can sell your goods, you're going to go away a millionaire. But no one's ever going to tell you that you're just going to be lumped with all this work to do. So, it's and often the person who buys the booth isn't the person that has to complete it. So again, it's kind of being in tune with that and understanding that you're going to. You're going to have to make it easy because this is going to be a surprise for many exhibitors that they have to complete a lot of this this stuff yeah absolutely so in the what other differences have you seen between the us and and in europe is there anything anything else besides just that consolidation of of the of the vendors and, and suppliers i think yeah europe is much more fragmented especially in the uk the uk is is probably the the hub for all exhibitions in in Europe is probably the, the the most buoyant market. But the US, what I notice is that typically an organizer will use Freeman or GES. Then you kind of have a, another tier where they are a little bit smaller and they tend to work, act as an agent where they they use other third parties but within their control. But it's such a huge market. They're 1% of the US market is probably the equivalent of 25% of, of the UK market. So, wow. yeah, wow. It's, it, it's, it's a big, big, big area. Okay. So from looking again as at the exhibitors and their, what they're going to go through, what they're going to go through before before the show, as they're, as they're completing that pre-show journey, as they're going through their journey, what other tips do you have uh, for exhibitors that are, that are maybe, maybe they're going through the process right now, or maybe they're about to get started? I, I, would, I would say put pressure on the, the show organizer. If things are difficult ah. for you, make it 
make it known to the show organizer that it that it is difficult there are ways to make it easier so kind of highlighting that because a lot of the time the show organizers will not have gone through that user journey they will not have gone through their own experience and, and my advice to show organizers would be to act as an exhibitor exhibit at your own show and go through your own experience but from a from an exhibitor perspective feed that back really feed that information back to the organizer if something is difficult if you think of a solution that would help them or help you just keep feeding it back i, I know most show organizers kind of value value this coming from the exhibitors so yeah that would be my advice is, is really really communicate with the show organizer that's great advice super advice because if you're thinking of something that is that is difficult and frustrating as an exhibitor, most likely you're not the only one. But you might be the only yeah. one vocal enough to actually say something. And so there's there might be, and I've heard this and experienced it at shows where you have the same frustrations year after year after year at the same show, the same show organizers. I wonder if anyone ever comes to them and says, hey, you know, this is really frustrating. And they may never know that. One of my biggest frustrations, I'll just <laughs> say this out loud, is that when they will have exhibitor hall time, if especially on a smaller case, if it's a massive show, this is not that big of a deal. But on a smaller, uh, smaller show, small to medium sized show, they have the concurrent event tracks, you know, the the seminars, the workshops going on yeah. at the same time. And you'll see the exhibit hall just empty out and nobody's there for two hours. And you're like, oh, that's because the workshops are going on. And so all the exhibitors are yeah. stuck there staring at it and talking to our neighbors and stuff like that, which is you know not the worst thing in the world. But we're not there to talk to the other exhibitors. We're tired to talk to the attendees who are, yep. who are part of our, our industry. So the, if any show organizers are listening, please try not to do that. <laughs> but that's in, definitely in a, a frustration. In a past life, so pre-Freeman, I, I started Show Plans, which is a floor plan company, and we used to intentionally make sure that the seminar areas were part of the show floor for that very reason so if you take them out of the exhibit hall then it makes it very difficult for them to come back in and, and really if you can keep everything on the show floor even if people are in sessions they're still looking around they can see the booth so low wall seminar areas are a real a real value when when designing floor plans so yeah wow that's fantastic that as a past life <laughs> <laughs> past life but man it's a great piece of advice for if you have the right size venue and you can pull yep. that off where you have you can have some of your your seminars your workshops in the exact same room the same as your exhibit hall wow that really makes a a huge benefit to those exhibitors who sometimes and i'll say speaking for myself feel like you were just left out in the cold while everything else is going you know no just shut down the exhibit hall while these people are not going to be here and so that i can go and attend to exhibit you know the the seminars and things like that so that's yeah. a, just a great uh, great takeaway how about for uh, for exhibitors what at, when they're at this is there is there a great way to take advantage of some of that downtime oh downtime at the show yeah i mean you, you covered off one of them going and seeing other exhibitors creating partnerships and, and talking to when i exhibited at a show a few weeks ago and, and the second day was quite quiet so i took mm -hmm. the opportunity to to speak to other exhibitors who are in the sort of same area as us just to talk sure. about who 
their customers were, who were their new customers, because that gave me some ideas over who was obviously not, not talking to competitors, but people with complementary products. But that gave me a list of leads who I could then follow up with just based on who they're having successes with. Because if someone's looking there, the likelihood is that they're looking for other things and it gives you an opportunity. So yeah, use, use the downtime, I would say. I, I think if you can pre-arrange as much as you can pre-show as well, get in touch with existing customers, new potential customers, and try and bring them into the show at the same time, that, that also helps. Um, but it's, it's difficult. Yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. there is a mass exodus to go and see <laughs> see i don't know elon musk is yeah, you, oh, yeah <laughs> you're gonna struggle yeah. you're gonna struggle but yeah you use the time to speak to anyone you can i think yeah that's a great tip there great tip as as we as we kind of uh, turn the corner here you've given us a lot of great information already what would be your top one or two takeaways you'd like for the listeners to really leave with so i'd say any show organizers out there put yourself through that exhibitor journey become your exhibitor and, and understand really how how they what their what your exhibitors experiences is going through that pre-show and then from a an exhibitor perspective really just feedback don't don't wait for the post-show survey to come because the questions don't tend to relate to the feedback that's most valuable so feed it back when you when you get it when you experience something bad feed it back to the organizer but in a constructive way obviously absolutely great great takeaways adam thank you so much for sharing so much today tell us a little bit more about fair sure so yeah fair fair is an online manual so an online manual allows the organizer to create tasks that the exhibitor needs to complete so we consolidate those down into a very simple task list and they're very bespoke so depending on what you've purchased you only see the relevant tasks related to what you purchase and then the online marketplace means that you can buy everything you need for your booth in one single transaction and that just saves saves hours hours of time that's huge. That's huge. If someone wanted to find out more about FAIR and, and the products and services you have, what would be the best way for them to do that? Have a look at our website. It's FAIR.io, so double F-A-I-R.io. Loads of information there, and there's ways to contact us as well on that website. Well, that's fantastic, and I will drop all of the contact information, all the links to FAIR and how to uh, reach out to Adam right in the show notes. So click on the show notes button and uh, you'll get all that information. Adam, thank you so much for taking the time, sharing some information about, about FAIR, but more importantly about some things that show planners can do and, and also some tools for the exhibitors to make their experience better at these shows. So thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Jim. And everyone, continue to come back here, continue to learn, and uh, binge through these episodes. Go to trhou.biz slash episodes, and you see all the episodes right there on one page, sorted by category. And uh, go binge, keep learning, and keep coming back here each week to Trachel University. We'll see you next time.